Welcome back to the Nosebleeds Podcast. I'm Chris Witt, and with me as always is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? I'm great. How are you? I'm good, sitting in a hotel in Toledo. Nice. I mean, listen, I'm going to start this thing off because this is the birthday episode. This young man right here, if you're watching on YouTube and you can see me point, actually, this isn't going to work because I think it automatically directs. And if I'm talking, it only shows me. If you're talking, it only shows you. Anyway, the 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 next person you're about to hear uh, turned 40 yesterday from the time we're recording this, obviously. Uh, how does it feel to turn 40? Uh, I don't know. It, it feels, ex- I don't feel any different, bud. No. I've been getting old for a long time. So, uh, yeah, I've been getting old for a long time. All right. What'd you do to celebrate your birthday? We, uh, well, you were with me. We all went and, uh, there's a little, they had a little birthday party for me at the park. Cause that's what old people do. We go to old people walking parks and have birthdays there. It was lovely. It was a great time. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good time. A lot lots of people pe- there. Yeah. yeah. Lots yeah. and lots of people there. Um, it was good, man. It was that was that was a lot of fun. It was cool to see uh, some of your old friends and people you've known for a long time that I know kind of indirectly through you or haven't seen in a while. It was fun to see those people. Yeah, yeah. It was. It's been a, it's been a while since I've seen. Yeah, no, it was good. It was a good time. It was a good time. <laughs> I knew about it. It was no surprise, which is good. I also didn't want to do it at all, but my mom insisted, so I would rather just have dinner be done it's just another day it's just another day guys it's not that big a deal and then your anniversary is also on your birthday correct same day yep same, same day. day yep 14 you and the wife celebrated years. 14 years 14 years bub golly 14 years of being married of being married yeah plus three or something of of dating two, two years that we dated, two of dating yeah. yeah wow yeah congratulations long time man long time congratulations she's put up with, she's put up with me for a very long time so <laughs> man my phone is going hey. ballistic i've got a uh a, a chat group okay with the coaches on my baseball team and one of the coaches made the mistake of saying, uh, talking about hoping that Joey Votto comes back for one more farewell tour for his best chance at getting a World Series ring. And my dad says, that's a great subject. And I went, oh, boy. <laughs> Five texts in a row were his, and now they're all going at it. I'm my phone's buzzing like crazy. I apologize if I turn and look at it. That's okay. That's that's kind of a, look. That's kind of a fun. It is kind of a fun topic. We're gonna have to talk about it. We'll get into maybe next week. We'll talk about a little Joey Votto and uh, how much money he's he's due and uh, how they could rework things and, and stuff like that. Yeah, you know what? We might even have Bobby Nightingale on. He's not the Bet Reds beat re- reporter anymore, but he's he's. He's been working with them for four years, and then the last, you know, three months he's been with Minnesota. And he's a baseball guy. He still knows a lot of – he's still in baseball reporting. So that's, a, knows, that's the best way to get. He still knows three times more than you and I put together, I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, okay, so we will talk about that. That'll be fun. Um, so happy birthday. I'm sure I'll say it again before we leave here. But we've got a lot of stuff going on tonight. Not a lot, but some. The big, huge news of the day. This afternoon broke. Woj bomb, they call it. Adrian Wojnarowski, you know, uh, came out with it first, I guess. Damian Lillard was traded today. All right, here we go. Very, we've been talking about this for a while. He wanted to go to the Heat. Uh, It was very clear that the Heat weren't going to give anything up for him. Like they made it pretty clear, and uh, wow, what a trade! There's so much going on in this. Three teams: Suns, Bucks, and uh, Blazers. Yeah, 
So, Adam, uh, I'll, I'll read this off real quick, and I want you to tell us who won this trade. Okay. Okay. So, the Bucks get Dame Lillard. That's what they get. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. So, Dame Lillard is now going to play with Giannis and Chris Middleton. The surprise of the decade because nobody talked about the Bucks. I didn't hear one thing about the Bucks being a possibility. No. So, and the Blazers get Drew Holiday, no D. It's a J, in case you were wondering. <laughs> uh, DeAndre Ayton, Tamani Kamara, 2029 first round Bucks pick, which is basically going to be the last pick of the first round. Because the Bucks are insane now. Yeah. Of course, that's 2029. Right. Six years away. Six years from now. Uh and and a Bucks pick swap. I don't know where that how that works. Uh the Suns get Yusuf uh Nurkic, uh Nasir Little, Keon Johnson, and Grayson Allen. Adam, who wins that trade? This is way harder to me than I would first think when I when I looked at it because let's say that let's start with this. Who lost this trade? Because I think that's the most obvious one. Is it? Who who do you think? It feels like the Suns, it feels like the Suns lost this trade. You know what? Yusuf Nurkic is a nice player. Grayson Allen's a nice player. He got he got some good minutes with a really good Milwaukee team last year. Sure. Um, And I think Nasir Little and um, Keon Johnson are both pretty young guys. Um, I I don't hate their return on that, honestly. And they, DeAndre Ayton's been on DeAndre Ayton. That's a big piece. That's sure, sure. That's fine, but that's a big piece. Of that of that puzzle, sure. But they're replacing him with Nurkic, and to be honest with you, I don't think they're very far off. In fact, Nurkic might be might be almost as good, just about as good as DeAndre. Now, maybe DeAndre goes to goes to Portland and gets way better because because he was unhappy in in Phoenix, and I don't know. He's just he had times where he really disappeared, and. You know, he had a little bit of uh, uh, Anthony uh, Davis syndrome sometimes, and he would just you yep. he he would look incredible some nights, and then the next night have eleven and six, and you're like, what happened? You know, I I don't hate what the Suns got. The biggest thing to me, obviously, Damian Lillard going to play with Giannis. That's going to be unbelievable. I can't wait to see that. I have, I already have tickets for the Pacers bucks on November 9th. (laughs) Do you really? Yeah, dude. That's awesome. That's going to be great. Yes. So I get to see, uh, I get to see both those guys play together now. So, but I mean, I think it's, it, it, it can't be lost. The, how big losing Drew Holiday is for for the Bucks? I know. Sure, I get that. I get that. Drew Holiday is the biggest part that they had to lose. But if you looked at me and said you're going to lose Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, and who's the other one they lost? There's one other guy they gave up. Oh, uh, um... who else left? The- Oh, I don't even know how people played for before. I had it. Either way, Grayson Allen and and uh, Drew Holiday, and you're going to pick up Damian Lillard. I'm saying absolutely all day. Let me give me that tr- switch off. I'll take it. And three Every picks. Day. Three pick because it's three a, pick because it's a pick in 20, 20, 29 pick swap in twenty eight and thirty. Yeah, pick swap. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that's five years down the road. Yep. What do I care about that? We've got five years now to go win with Dame Lillard, Giannis Antetokounmpo in the middle of his prime, and Chris Middleton. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they still have Brooke Lopez and and Bobby Portis, guys who played a ton of minutes in the last yeah. three four years there, uh, since they've been really good. Yeah, I mean they're going to be. Uh, the The funny thing is, immediately you see all over the place that they move into uh, the highest odds to win the championship now. After this, I'm I'm not willing to go that far yet. Really? Yeah. Who's so the Bucks have been perennial finals team, and they just they just picked up one of the top five players in the league. They to add well, to that, maybe uh, they top ten. He's top, top 10. ten. Top ten. They they lost um, one of the top three perimeter defenders maybe defensive players total in the league in Drew Holiday. He's that good defensively. He's so important for their team. And not that Damian Lillard isn't, but Drew Holiday has a reputation of being the top-notch teammate, incredible veteran, incredible leader. We'll see if – I think he's so good. Like Damian Lillard, I haven't, I've never seen any reason to believe that he's not that. But – Drew Holiday is has such a reputation for that kind of stuff that there could be a little bit of a drop off there. Now, Damian Lillard is definitely a better offensive player than Drew Holiday for sure. What's your are you losing how many points are you losing on defense that you're gaining on offense now? Yeah. That's that's to be seen certainly. Um and yeah, it, it'll probably work itself out where the net net points will be increased, I guess. Sure. It's a great, it's a great move. It's a great trade for, I, I kind of think this is a good trade for everybody to be honest with you. Um, For Portland, I love getting, getting Deandre Ayton and uh, Andrew holiday. They're going to, I think they're going to be and better. It- they're going to be Portland's going to be better. And I know losing Dame Lillard, Milwaukee might be a little better or they might just be flat out better. I think Portland's going to be better because I think That's they are going to have to change. That's well, not, yeah. hard to, not hard to do. <laughs> right. They didn't win a ton, but, but I think, I mean, I think they're going to have to change the way they do everything, obviously, because they don't have a, superstar guy that's going to take most of the shots that the whole offense is going to run through. Now they've got different pieces. They might not win more this year, especially because this is going to be the year they have to figure, figure out how to move forward with all the different things. But I think they, they're going to be better defensively for one. And then they, I think they're just going to have a chance to be a good solid team rather than a superstar driven team, like a one superstar driven team. Now they have zero superstars, but. Yeah, no, there's no superstars, but they're going to be, it's, it's, you're going to find somebody, somebody's going to step up and they're going to create something. And who was their? I don't even know who was their first round. They had a high pick this year because of how bad they were. Yeah. So off the top of my head, I can't remember who was, but yeah. You got to hope that your first round pick, your lottery pick, is going to be a huge asset to you. And you create him around this core. You just give him a better core to to be the dominant player. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, Like I said, I I, I don't hate it for anybody. It's kind of silly. It's always, it's always kind of silly to. Uh, try to figure out how this is going to shape up because we have no idea. Everybody's got to play. There's um, the next week training camp starts and then preseason games start in like three weeks or something like that. Right around the corner, buddy. This is an Make exciting, this is an exciting way to uh, get ready to kick off basketball here. We're gonna see. We're gonna see how good Scoot Henderson really is. Scoot Henderson. How did I forget? He was like one of the biggest names in the in the draft this year. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> um, there you go. So he he might be a guy that can impact, make an impact for you right away. Immediately. I mean, by by this move being made, that puts him. That's got to put him 
at the top of the list of rookie of the year, right? I mean, he's going to have to be he's going to be the the focal point of everything for them. You would think he'll have a lot of freedom for sure. Yeah. yeah. And he's got a I mean, Drew Holiday is a great point guard. He's a super smart player, really yes. good solid point guard. He's not a Steph Curry type of guy. He's not going to he actually is a decent shooter, but He's not going to shoot a ton of shots. He's not going to, you know, he's he's not going to have 25 and 10 assists a game, but he's super, he's he's a really, really good um, um, distributor and just manager of, of an offense. Would you say that he reminds you of like a Michael Conley? Yes, that's a very, I think that's a very good comparison. A guy that could be in this league for 20-some years and will make a ton of money and will never be an all-star but will always be a key part of any team that he's ever on. Without a doubt. Is and, 100% and, valuable for in no matter what. Yeah, and for those other – Mike Conley fits those other criteria too. Uh, he, he's you That's know, what I'm saying. That's how talked I think. about being a great teammate and all that kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah, really. Yes. Intelligent guy, professional. Um, yeah, those those guys are pretty similar. That's that's a good that's a good pool there. Um, all right. We're going to see. It's all there I'm is excited. To it. It'll be fun. I'm glad Dame got out. I, I saw a thing uh, Jimmy Butler put on Instagram. He was just sitting there and he's like. I'm just saying. NBA might need to get into a little bit of tampering, might need to check into tampering on these bucks. I don't know nothing. I'm just saying, because obviously he wanted Dame Lillard for a little bit of help in Miami because God knows that boy needed help this year. Yeah. Um, they, I think he was serious too. It, I wouldn't it, doubt it. Yeah. I, I think there might be more to that. There, there might, <laughs> I, I, I won't be surprised that there's more that comes out because tampering happens all the time and there are rules against it now, like pretty strict rules, I think, because people are getting in trouble for that stuff all the time. Yeah. And it's kind of silly to me, to be honest with you. I, there should be some kind of rule that you can't, you know, there are restrictions within a certain time frame that you're not supposed to, especially during a season when you're under contract, you know, front office people, GM shouldn't be contacting guys while they're under contract with another team and stuff like that. But all these players talk. We know it. It's been that way for a long time. That thing, like what? That there's more player. There's more tampering done with players than there is anywhere. So, yep. careful what you what you ask for there, Jimmy. Because if you want the NBA to start looking at stuff like that, that could get real wishy washy. Yeah, yeah. Um, there have also been some some posts of. Damian Lillard and Giannis each talking about each other separately about how much they like each other and how much, like how big a fan they are of each other. Yeah. But um, Giannis does that with all kinds of players. If you ever watch a Giannis Antetokounmpo post game interview, he, he gushes over whoever the superstar is that he just got done playing. It happens all the time. Yeah. You can clip up all kinds of stuff and make it look to, to to prove your point or to you know whatever but i'm telling you that's a normal thing yeah there was there was one that i saw like during the all-star game before the all-star game i think when he was a captain and he was picking his team and he was sitting there there was a video of him just sitting there talking about his team and he said he said before the game um hey uh damian lillard's probably going to take our he, he's going to be our go-to guy if we have to get a shot at the end of the game and uh, like of all the all stars that he had on his team, he he picked Dame out of those guys for for taking the last shot. Kind of interesting. Depending um, on depending on when he said that, what year that was said. I mean, there was a two year period where Dame hit some of the biggest shots at the end of games in the playoffs that any human being has ever made done. Like he won three straight games in the playoffs on yeah. last second shots. Yeah, it was sometime in the last couple of years, I think. Um, anyway, yep. That's going to be really fun to see how those two guys play together for sure. And then I don't know if you saw that, but Giannis this week or last week, um, went and trained with Hakeem Olajuwon 
And uh, so, yeah, so I, I always get excited because guys do that most off seasons. Some superstar does that. Uh, Kobe did that years ago. Um, trained with Hakeem for, for uh, a couple weeks during the summer. And apparently Hakeem charges like $10,000 for a few days or something like that. I didn't know. I didn't think that was the case, but uh, found that out this this past make week. some money they didn't make the they didn't make that kind of money back in the 80s bub <laughs> yeah yeah um, and, but anyway i'm i adore hakeem olajuwon was say that again ten thousand dollars is a drop in the bucket for these guys i know yeah i know that's it's yeah that's nothing um yeah that's like a dollar to you or me <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's just I, I get I I was geeking out a little bit about that because I love Giannis and I love Hakeem. It's fun, it would be fun to see if Giannis comes up with some you know if he starts getting a little bit deeper in the post and and they throw it to him and he puts a dream shake on somebody first game. I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my mind. Oh yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh yeah, you know he's going. You know he's gonna do it at least once or twice after spending that much time. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. All right, you just got me all excited about NBA basketball. Um, <laughs> it's coming. Oh, I can't wait. Cannot wait. All right, we're t- we're talking more sports this week than we have in a while. Because going right into our our segment called Dearly Departed. Sad segment, but we get to talk about somebody who has passed that that is of note to us. And um Brooks Robinson. Brooks Robinson, who absolutely is our, is our guest single, on <laughs> single-handedly, single-handedly basically beat the Reds in the 1970 World Series. Yeah. Yeah. I, I um before the end of the, talking about this, I was going to mention this. So I'll go right into that. That's a perfect segue into the uh so I saw today, looked earlier this morning on Twitter, and two posts right in a row. One, the first one was Johnny Bench, and that was – I had all this stuff pulled up, and then it disappeared. Um, he owned first, owned Johnny Bench. First one he was Johnny Bench. Five diving catches over a third base. I think three of them were on Johnny. The only thing Johnny Bench Bench's post said was – didn't say – didn't mention a name, but he just – which I think makes this even cooler – Johnny Bench says, I went 0 for 4 and hits the third base in the 1970 World Series. <laughs> that was kind of cool. Yep, I like it. Ode to Brooks Robinson. Yep. And then right after that was a really cool story. Um, not very long. Scott Van Pelt um, posted a little story. I guess he he must have he must have grown up in – yeah, he grew up in Maryland. Maryland. Yeah, he's a Maryland guy. Yeah, yeah Maryland. That's – yeah, his whole thing. Um So he says, when the Orioles played in Memorial Stadium, the PA announcer was named Rex Barney. When a fan made a great catch of a foul ball, he'd say, give that fan a contract. At a game with my dad and Brooks fouls off a pitch, dad makes a leaping catch, everyone cheers, Rex does his thing, I'm over the moon. I got a Brooks Robinson foul ball, can't believe it. Next day at school, I tell everyone, obviously, after school, we have to play catch with this ball. Come on, Scotty. I figure I can throw a major league curveball with it. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> he says, I throw it low. My friend can't catch it. Now is when I mentioned we lived at the top of a hill. Ball rolls down the street and into a sewer. That's why you don't toss with the ball. The I got to Go ahead. Keep going. Sorry, I'm almost there. I want to talk about uh, foul balls. Okay. The Brooks ball, Reggie Taylor, the Brooks ball is gone. I never told my dad when he was alive. I always look up to the sky at this point and say, sorry about that, Pop. I tell this story decades later at a charity charity event in Baltimore. Turns out a man at our table did some work with Brooks. A week later, a box arrives at my house with this, posts a picture of, a, of an autographed Brooks Robinson baseball and a note. Note said, hope this makes up for the one that got away, Brooks. How cool is that? I got cold chills, man. That is the coolest thing in the world, dude. That is so cool. 
Yeah. I'll tell you. Scott Van Pelt's a great storyteller too. The major league baseballs are like, you got a foul ball, man. You got to put that thing up. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, I've always said that. And my nephew seems to get a foul ball all the time or not a foul ball. He gets a lot of them that just get tossed up. Like he knows where to go and he'll get a little ball tossed up to him all the time. So he got a ball for him. My son got a ball. He got a ball for both of my daughters. In one game, he left with five balls. Wow. I was like, dude, this is so cool. We got to put this up on the mantle. And Owen goes, oh, I just use them to play with. And I was like, oh, my God, you don't even know how I'm, you don't even know how impressive that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I give him a pass, though, if he's got that many of them. Yes. You can play with at least some of them, right? Yeah, unless you got one from somebody really cool. Most of the time, it's yes. like a, it's like a, uh, what do you call it? Like the, the uh, equipment manager creeped up to the top of the stands and threw a ball in there, something like that. If Joey Votto tosses one up to you, you got to put that one up. See, he goes over to the to the visitor side. Ah, a smart I think kid, he's man. got an in. I think he's got an in. He knows there's somebody. There's an in somewhere because you don't get that many balls. <laughs> hey. Whatever, however he does it, good for him. You ain't kidding. Anyway, Brooks Robinson, 86 years old, lived a good long life. 16 gold gloves in a row. 18 all-star games. 23 years, but two of those, two of those years, his first two years, he played a total of like 21 games. So don't even count those. He made an all-star team almost every year he played. In 16 straight gold gloves. Is he top two, top three, or top one third baseman all time for you? Uh, I would have to say, I mean, ooh, put me on the spot, right? Yeah. But <laughs> start thinking of third basemans that you would put higher than him. Yeah, Mike Schmidt's the uh, only one you can think of right That's now. That's the only thing that comes to my head because you've got guys like, Scott Rowland and Chipper Jones and these fellas like that. And it's George like George Brett, eh, maybe not. No chance. No, George, Brett was great. Right. George Brett is no Mike Schmidt. George Brett was no Brooks Robinson. Um, I do. I would say uh, probably the greatest Oriole to ever play. Uh, I put him above Coward Jr. Wow. That's saying a lot. Yeah. You 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 grimaced there for a second. Was that a, thought, a, second a second thought? I thought about it, but then I took it back. I know I still agree with it. I put it in. Okay. Can I tell you why I grimaced? I thought I said Ken Griffey Jr. Oh no, you said Cal Ripken. <laughs> I said it right. I never <laughs> said anything right. I actually did say it right. Ken Griffey Jr. has the farthest hit baseball in uh Camden Camden Yard. I'm sure he holds that record for a few yards. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> um Okay, R.I.P. Brooks Robinson. Dearly unbelievable, deployed. man. So sad, but what a what an unbelievable uh, baseball, just unbelievable baseball player. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, so wait, so greatest Oriole? Do you put him one or two? You put him behind Mike Schmidt. It's Mike Schmidt one. Uh, Mike Schmidt is, I, I, as far as I know, I don't believe Mike Schmidt ever played for the Orioles. No, no. Third baseman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you son of a turkey. Uh, yeah. So ah, that's so hard. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, Mike, without seeing any numbers and stuff like that. Yeah. Right? That's, that's about... really hard. I, I, can I just go one, a one B? Yep, you can. Uh, I'm Adam Schmidt, buddy. You can put six guys in that number one spot. I know that's right. I'm not doing that. There's only two. I think they're the two best. I I probably put Mike Schmidt above him. Yeah. He just had – the you know, he was able to – Brooks had a better glove. Schmidt had more power. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the game of baseball, I think I'd take, I'd take that little bit of power over – over. I mean, don't get me wrong. Having get 16 straight gold gloves is the most amazing thing I've hit in the world. Yeah. But no, I, I guess I'd put Schmidt over him just by a, I'm talking a frog hair. Yeah, and I feel like 
Mike Schmidt was a fantastic defensive third baseman too. So sure. if he wasn't, if he wasn't, then it's closer. But I think mm-hmm. you're right. I think he's almost like the Damian Lillard, Drew Holiday thing. Much better defensively, but how much better offensively is that guy, right? Yep. Okay. On that, uh, that I would call, uh, I would I would compare Drew Drew uh, Holiday to Brooks Robinson, Brooks. but yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it was a shaky analogy, but uh, I know what you're saying. No, was, I know what you're saying. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, okay, we're moving right along here. I I just want to throw something in here. So on Wednesdays, I've got a nice little routine. Come home, change, have a seat in the bathroom for a couple minutes. Uh, and then I head out to the gym, right? Yep. I, I usually get there with How's enough the, time. Hey, how's the bidet been treating you? Speaking of sitting down. The bidet is beautiful, man. Gosh, I love that thing. I love it. Yeah. Clean yeah, as a whistle. Clean as a whistle. Thank you. Um, and that's a good, uh, th- 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 this story has something to do with that. Oh, yeah, let's go. Come on. Up my alley. <laughs> oh, man, I know how to flirt with Chris Witt. All right, so I go – I usually have enough time on Wednesdays to go and get a little bit of a workout in, whatever it is, lift a little treadmill uh, or, or elliptical or whatever, and then go to, to this yoga class at 6.30, right? Um, so that's what I've been doing on Wednesdays mostly. And then I come home, eat, and get ready for the podcast and all that. So I, I go to yoga, right? We're in there, seven, eight people in the class, actually a pretty big class for uh for that. I'm I'm the youngest by 15 years, probably. Except sure. for the except for the instructor. She's maybe five years older than me or something. Um we're going along, everything's fine. I'm feeling pretty good. And we're doing, uh, I think we're, uh, no, yes. Yeah, so we were doing, it was, it's pigeon, uh, pigeon pose. So that's. Yeah. Is that where you put your knees, your elbows up on your knees and you're down, squatting down low or something? So you're, you're on the thing. You, you're, you put your knee up like in the top corner of the mat uh, uh, ahead of you. You try to put your leg like. This is my knee. You try to put your leg up like this too. And I'm behind it. So I'm kind of like, it's a, it's like a hip, like yep. a hip stretcher. Yep. It's a big yep. time stretch. Um, And so you kind of like sit down on that. Boy, we're doing that and we're getting ready to transition into the next pose. <laughs> Somebody lets out a little squeak. <laughs> Not me. Thank God. That's a tough position to be in. <laughs> to like to not let one go. Like I mean, it's hard. when you go to a gym with nothing but people that are over sixty years old. It's hard for them people to hold that in, bro. It's hard for me to hold that in sometimes, but no. I'm with you. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. but but somebody, I'm pretty sure I know who it was. But so, <laughs> man or positive, woman. I think. Man, or uh, man, man, and he and his wife go every week. They're in there every week together. Nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was the guy. And uh, and I there was a little squeak. It wasn't a big loud. It was loud enough for everybody in the room to hear it. How many giggles? It's old people. Were there giggles? Yeah. Everybody. The only there was a guy that was probably 70 next to me. And <laughs> I heard the the uh, the breathe laugh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying not to laugh. He's trying not to make noise at the laugh, right? I yeah. can hear it though. <laughs> and then that kind of made me start to like I I I'm I'm getting the smile I can feel. Yeah. So I'm hiding my face. Turn and I'm like, I cannot, yeah, yeah, I cannot start laughing, man. Uh I, I kept it together pretty well. Nobody else said anything, but I'm like, man. That's going to be me in one of these classes, buddy. I know it is. Oh, 100%. If I took enough yoga classes, I'd be farting like a crazy person in there. And guess what? As soon as that happens to me, it's the last yoga class I ever take there. Oh, you'll leave the gym. You'll never go back to the gym. 
I will unsubscribe from my membership to that yes. gym and I will yes. start going somewhere else. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Had a yoga fart. Got one. There you go. This is what it is. <laughs> All right. Anything happened to you this past week? I mean, you had the big birthday. I mean, it's birthday week. This is big time. Anything though at, at dinner the other night at the party that of note? Any travel stories in the last week or two? Nothing's you know, nothing sticking out outside of the the norm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but it's it's been a pretty, you know, it's it's the birth. We did have big birthday, and and that was fun. But and uh, yeah, nothing, nothing too too crazy. How about this no stories from me. That's all right. What uh, what kind of stuff did you get? I know people brought you stuff. Well, apparently, I like vodka. Is what I found out. Okay. I found out. Yeah, I found out that uh, apparently I've got a thing where I must talk about it, or people see me with it. I don't know, but there was uh, quite a bit of that that was given to me. So I've got enough vodka for a while. Uh, that is your, your liquor of choice, right? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent, hundred percent. So it was right. I just didn't, you know, sometimes when you're like, you know, like a, like a lot of people come like family, right? Like we don't see our family all the time. Right. right? Not nearly as much as we used to. No, exactly. So like when all your cousins get together and every cousin brings you a bottle of vodka, it's <laughs> like, how, what, where, mm, okay. All right, here's your sign, right? That's one of those <laughs> here's your sign kind of deals. Here's your sign. So, uh, yeah, that was a, it was a, it was a maybe a little little kick in the kick in the butt. Like, hey, bud, maybe, maybe you need to start doing a little better here. But uh, <laughs> no, it was awesome. I'm glad I got it because I'll drink all of it. It'll probably be gone in a week. <laughs> nice. Anything else besides vodka you got? I saw you had a nice picture somewhere. I forget where it was, but. Whole whole table full of stuff. I yeah, think I saw some of, Reese's in there, maybe. So my niece, God love her. So my niece is 19 years old. She does not have her driver's license. Uh, her little sister is 15 years old. And I made a bet with her like three years ago that her little sister would, went, would start driving before she does. $100 bet. And, uh, and I made the bet thinking it would push her, but it's been three years, still not there. And now our sister's really getting close to being able to drive. Uh, so she, for some reason, still loves me, even though I give her a hard time about it all the time. And I don't know why I had to tell you that story. I just wanted to tell you, it's just, she brought that up to me and it was probably, she, she brought me a present and said, I want you to open this before everybody gets here. And the card was all about poop and farts, which that's Perfect. me in a nutshell. And it was four bags of Reese's. And then she also got me a gift card to go golf. Hey, I Probably mean, she knows you better than anybody. A hundred percent. She absolutely does. And she knocked it out of the park. That's a beautiful that. gift. My daughters gave me a book. Probably might, might be one of my favorite things. Uh, gave me a book that's a, that's called When Daddy Poops. <laughs> and it's all about all the things you're able to do while daddy's dropping a deuce. And it's pretty it's pretty fun. Pretty funny. Uh, so that was good. I got a really nice Xavier pullover uh, from family friend that was really cool and a nice and probably I was more excited about a little free giveaway cup that I got for Xavier. Yeah. Uh a lot of scratch offs, a little bit of beer. Nice. There you go. Nice. One about 30 bucks on the scratch offs. Hey, very nice. Buy yourself a bottle of vodka with that. <laughs> I think I'll be all right for a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, good. Chris, do you know who invented vodka? Uh, Nikolaus Yeah, somebody Russian, right? I assume so. <laughs> I don't know either, but I do know that our Mount Rushmore for this week is the Mount Rushmore of inventors. 
And, yes. Uh, it... Yeah, and that, and that's where we'll go next. And I would love uh, for you to start out with your Mount Rushmore of inventors. Well, you know, uh, I feel like the thing that I use the most, especially when I'm out of town, is the light. I always have a light on. So uh, Uncle Thomas Ed- Mr. Thomas Edison is going to make Tom. my list because uh, Uncle Tom got uh, he got me he got me light when there's night. Got me light when there's night. Uh, although <laughs> my next inventor will be uh, well, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have light at night. So Mr. Benjamin Franklin. Figuring out how to uh, how to pull all that electricity together with his little key and everything that he did, and yeah, going off the bench. Yep, fly kite. And then next thing you know, you got electric. Uh, let's see. <sighs> and then um, you know, there's a lot of good ones, right? Like you got you got the old Eli Whitney guy that's known. He invented a cotton gin, and apparently that was so big that we had to learn about it, learned all about it when we were in high school, in grade school. I don't know what a cotton gin is still. Nope. No idea. Zero idea. Uh, So I'm not putting him on there. But I'll tell you the guy I am. The guy I am going to put on there is uh, Mr. Steve Jobs, because without him, well, you can't see my phone, but. Somehow it takes it out of my hand. There, man, that's unbelievable how this background works. Um, and so I was really thinking hard. I wanted to put Abner Doubleday in, mm-hmm. but they don't believe that Abner. And the truth is, he probably didn't even really invent the game of baseball. Right. And you know, it could come from a lot of different things. So I have to put in Dr. James Naismith for inventing the game of basketball. Yep. That's why I'm not Rushmore. Beautiful. Very, very nice. <clears throat> That'll take me that, that that makes it easy for me to start mine because James Dr. James Naismith is certainly on mine oh, as well. Hundred percent. Yeah. I'm sure you could guess that. Then I'm going Ruth Graves. Was he a doctor? I'm did I make him a doctor? Or was Dr. Doctor? James Naismith? No, he was a doctor. Yeah. Okay. He All was right. a doctor Good. of basketball, probably. Uh, but he was educated. Yeah. Yeah. That is probably it. Um, Ruth Graves Wakefield, inventor of the chocolate chip cookie. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well done. She. Uh, does, that, does that mean we're going to get a Lamborghini's Lamborghini's in this thing? I was close. I was close on that. Um, <laughs> I thought about it, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, she she worked. She was a chef at a little restaurant called Toll House, and that's Ooh. where you get Nestle Toll House from, uh, because you know Nestle started making them too, and so did everybody else. But she made the first chocolate chip cookies. Wow, nice, good to know. I would have gone ice cream, but there's not. It's like uh chinese the chinese in the fourth century yep um no idea chinese yeah i'm gonna go a team of adam curry and dave weiner those two men are credited with inventing the podcast (laughs) let's go in 2004 2004 like it's it's a very recent <laughs> invention and then finally my favorite one besides james naismith the greatest inventor of all time the inventor of the time machine dr emmett brown <laughs> 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 oh, look like you fell. <laughs> I almost dropped my iPad. <laughs> Dr. Emmett Brown, he he used uh Benjamin Franklin's uh electricity idea 
you know, and he put yep. a giant pole on the back of a DeLorean and he stretched mm-hmm. a long cord across uh, the road and up to the uh, clock tower, save the clock tower, by the way. Yep. And uh, he, he uh, calculated when this, uh, uh, or no, yeah, he cal- he was calculating something and he, it didn't work out, but lightning hit it just at the right time and it came across and it in right as he was plugging the two plug the two extension cords together that's right perfect that's right and uh so and and marty got the delorean up to 88 miles per hour just by chance right at the last second and uh there it was time wasn't time uh travel was invented actually marty mcfly was not the first time traveler it was einstein but once they figured out that it worked then Marty went. Then Marty went and did it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there you go. That's my four inventors. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Thanks. Well you done. Mm-hmm. You too. Yours were right. much better. What's that? Yours were much better. I don't know about that. I mean, we all, everybody uses their phone all day long, every day. So, Thank God for Steve Jobs. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that leaves us with Michelle Wolf. Right. That's right. She was our comedian this this uh, week. Uh, Michelle Wolf, it's great to be here on Netflix. Brand new special. This was uh, this was this was a special way that she did it because she broke it up. It was like three different shows. So. So why do you think she did it this way? I think maybe she had, she got, I think she is doing the same thing that so many people are doing now that um, they're, they, they plan three or four shows or two, maybe sometimes, and they take bits from all those shows. Like they'll do, they'll do that many shows in one night and then they'll take pieces, the best pieces from each one of those. Yeah. So this was, I mean, out of, out of all three, it was only at two places. I mean, she was at two different places. I thought there was going to be a couple more, but it was really two. The Philly set, the Philly set, they were breaking in and out of two different things, two different sets that she did the entire episode. Not just when they made a clean break about Me Too or the other thing. Right. Like there was different people sitting in the front row. And as she's talking, boom, they zoom back out and there's two different people sitting in the front row again. And you know I, was what? Like, well, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah, it was a mate. It was great editing because like they it was beautifully pulled together. Like she could be in the middle of a joke. She told the same joke and it was in two different sets and it was edited perfectly. Perfectly. So Very well nice. done by whoever did the editing on that for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. I, you like the editing. What else? What else do you like about it? Or did you not like about it? Uh, I, I, she's a basketball fan. She's a sports fan. Yeah. Quite a few little, uh, like for, I, I, I wouldn't have got that vibe from her. No, from the past, from past ones. And she's got a boyfriend now. So not nearly as much man bashing as usual. <laughs> uh, actually there's a lot of woman bashing. <laughs> <laughs> what it oh, was. i'll talk about that in a minute uh started off really really good with the uh beach the the beaches in in um barcelona yeah uh, i thought that was really good um the one thing that kept bugging me was i couldn't stop looking at her pearl necklace and i don't mean that in the way she would make a joke about i mean that and she had a pearl necklace that was that was clipped together with a safety pin that had slid around to the front. So I was sitting there staring at the safety pin, holding up this necklace, and I'm like, "Oh, somebody should have twisted that back around." Yeah. I was that and, the same thing with the little turquoise thing on it. The turquoise no, story. Turquoise and... necklace was separate because when she okay. was in Wisconsin, she only had that turquoise necklace. But when she was in the other show, she had both necklaces. So yes, but yeah. you couldn't. But the safety pin was on the was on the pearls. 
You're um, an observant guy, man. Or I just wasn't paying attention while I was watching this or something. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the, I, I like the joke for all the for all the bad me twos. There's a couple success stories. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she had a couple stuff. like yeah, a couple pretty uh, pretty like close to crossing the line sort of deals like you would expect from like a Mark Norman or somebody yeah. like. And she's so, she's like close with all those guys too. So she, I, it was kind of fun to see her have that same style, you know. So well done. The uh, when she first started off. And they were talking about the beaches and she's like, and she was talking about the the boob job and she was talking to her friend and called him fake boobs. And he said, she said, and uh, she was, uh, and she made the, and there she said, ask the audience, if your friend had breast implants, wouldn't you call them fake boobs? All right. Well, that's how it is for all the uh, transgenders or whatever it is. And then they all, she was like, ah, I got you guys, didn't I? <laughs> that was good. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. I did not do it justice at all by explaining <laughs> it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. I, I I thought the Me Too stuff was good. I don't know. I, I really – I did. I enjoyed it. She had a couple Jordan references in there, a Larry Bird reference. Mm. Uh, I think I'm going to go – like, I, I – uh, this is probably my favorite special she's that we've watched of her. And I am a Michelle Wolf fan. Like, I think she's good. Uh, I'm probably going to go 4 1. Okay. I'm nice. going to go above a four. This wow. was good. Justice to anybody. That's very good. Very good. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I liked, yeah, the, the gay beach versus the regular beach thing. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, the lesbian jokes that came along with all that afterwards was so good. Yeah. Uh, there were, there were a couple things that bothered me a little bit. <clears throat> the one thing is, and she's a, she's a great joke writer. She's, she does, she puts jokes together very well, I think. Um, and, and finds the right words and stuff. She, I, I, as far as I know, she's one of those people who get up like every night and work on those jokes and tweak them and fix them and, you know, figure out the best way to do it. One was. Um, at this point, I, I'm I'm getting close to being done with the how awful white women are, and not be only because it's just been done so much over the last two or three years. Yeah, everybody d- makes those jokes, so they have to be in there. She had she had a ton of them, and she had so many of them that she did have a couple in there. I was like, okay, that one's that one's good. Yeah, that one's good. There, there were also enough of them where I'm like, that wasn't, I need something totally different than I've ever heard before. There were too many similar jokes that I've already heard a million times, just about the white women stuff and getting the manager and all that kind of stuff. The one that she did say, uh, the the thing that they've got is that they, the, the, the lady that wants to get the manager, but is also the manager. I like that. That was good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, anyway, that, and the only other thing was <clears throat> she's talking about the ping pong show, right? Ooh, ooh, ooh. My problem was every single time she called them ping pongs. She never said ping pong balls. She just <laughs> called them ping pongs. That didn't, that bothered me for some reason. Yeah, they're shooting ping pongs and you know ping pongs and the like. It's a ping pong ball. There's no such thing as just a ping pong. That's the game. That was I actually that bothered me so much. But once again, very observant. Good job on your part. I did not even catch that part. (laughs) Um, No, but those are my. I like the bestiality joke of. uh, And by the way, she's like. And by the way, my be they said mine was dogs. So whatever you guys were thinking it would was, that's obviously what yours would be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, besides that, I liked it. She's good. Um, so I went with a, as a matter of fact, I had this written down and I was really, I was stuck between two numbers and I wrote one down and you convinced me to go with the other one now. So now I'm going with a three, nine. I wrote down a three, eight. 
I'm going three nine because you Perfect. went four one and we talked about it and I liked it too. That's what we got. I like it. Well done. That's it's a that's a great. Those are two good scores. That's a yeah. That's a that's that's big. Yep. That's yep. big. All right. Now we have. Now's the time where I go back through my notes and find quick, my list of. Hold on. Hold on a second. I want to say this. This just happened. Breaking news. Oh, uh, wit bomb here. Oh, wit bomb. Number one seed. Uh, what am I reading here? Hold on a second. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Sorry. Ronald Acuna Jr. secures Major League Baseball's first ever 40 home run, 70 stolen base season. And scored wow. the winning uh, to send the Braves to the National League's number one seed. 40 home runs, 70 stolen bases. The stolen base is back, and I love every bit of it. Same. 40-70 is ridiculous. I, I'm <laughs> so glad you brought that up because I almost said something last week about it. And he had a couple weeks ago, he had 30-60 or whatever, or two or three weeks ago. And that was, I think that was the first time that happened. And 40, 70, they were, they were at the time they were like, he could be 40, 70. And I'm like, holy cow. That's crazy. 40 home runs, 70 stolen bases. Unreal. 40, 70. Unreal. Number one C. I mean, he's got to be up there in, in uh, MVP voting. For sure. Has to be. Absolutely. What a season. What a season. Yeah. Okay. Um, as much as I want to drag that out so that I can find where I have written down some Mount Rushmore ideas from the past. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you want me to go ahead and do the comedy while I'm here or are you ready? If you've got a comedy, let's see your comedy, please. All right. So, uh, I'm going to go. There's a couple new ones out on Netflix with this uh, country Wayne's out there, but I think I am going to go uh, to a woman that I don't know that we've ever done. Uh, This is all part of Chappelle's home team presents. Mm -hmm. It's going to be raunchy. I guarantee you that she might be, she probably more raunchy than Miss Pat, but yeah, Depending on what hair they have, they look a lot alike. And I, I think her name's Lunell. Yep. Town Business on Netflix. Lunell Town Business. Town Business. That sounds like that's her middle and last name. Lunell Town Business. Lunell Town Business. <laughs> uh, yes. Lunell was in, uh, I think the first time I ever saw her was in Borat. She was the lady in Borat. She was like the, she was the uh, prostitute that he hired. I think. I I have never seen Borat. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, Sasha funny. Baron Cohen is a, you know, real goofball, uh, but I I've never seen any of his stuff. Uh, yes, that is uh it's funny. It's weird and crazy. And sometimes you're like, you might be like, uh, maybe this is a little bit too much for me, but yeah, it is. There are some really, really funny parts in that movie. I'm I'm, I picked one that I had written down from a little while ago. And now of course, like I always do, I'm thinking we may have done this already. So now I'm kind of stuck. Uh, I was going to do, I was just going to do sports logos. Did we do logos before? No. No? No. Like you talking like uh, like Jerry West, like MLB, or are you talking about just – you're I'm talking, talking team logos. Team. No, I don't think we've ever done that. I love it. Let's do it. Not your, not your favorite team, but your favorite logos. Your favorite logos. I like that because the Reds obviously are just a C. Like that's – Right. Okay. And this is going to get into some minor. I'm going to have a lot of minor league baseball stuff here. Okay. That's what I wanted to do. We got to clear that up first. Do we do 
all like ever. So tons of them from the past are. Let's do professional, like professional now. I think that just, okay. Because, oh my God, that could get, dude, there's so many crazy ones out there. Let's, let's do professional teams now. Okay. Current pros. Got it. Okay. That's fair. Man, because there are some – you can go through all the colleges. Oh. Okay. You know, I could maybe, open up a hole. You know what? Maybe, to... we, maybe we just do it because – It's going to make it co- way harder. Colleges are going to have the best anyway, and minor league teams are going to have the best. So if we do just pro teams, they're not going to be as good. All right, let's open it up. Open it up. I say we open it up. Right on. Logos. Perfect. Team logos. Good God, this could get crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to start on that <clears throat> more than an hour before the podcast, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Going to have to do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, I don't know. Anything else? Do you have anything else? I got nothing else, man. I think we knocked this one out pretty quick. Uh, maybe we do get Bobby on next week and we can talk a little, uh, we, you know, the season's over. Uh, we talk a little postseason. We can talk a little Joey Votto, uh, see how his twins are, are, are doing and go from there. I'm in for it. All right. See if you can make it happen then. I sure will. All right. Well, I guess until next week, don't forget to turn your headlights on. <laughs>